Well, can we just rise, please? We're going to take this, uh, our weekly prophetic declaration is in the middle of the bulletin. Please, if you can uh, pick up a bulletin. If you don't have one, please grab one. And I want to encourage that we take it home. Uh, we have prayer focus for the throughout the week. And also, we want to take our prophetic declaration for this week. Amen. And I want to encourage you to declare this throughout the week. Uh, your possession is in your profession. The Bible says, God called those things that be not as if they are, and what happened? They come to be. So we want to profess so that we can possess our possession in Jesus. So, so let's take it together. This month, the favor, blessings, and honor of the Father will locate me. The glory of the Lord will rise over me, my family, and all that concerns me. I command God's strength in every area of weakness. Throughout this month, I will go out with praise and return home with thanksgiving. My day shall be filled with divine encounters. I will continue to experience a change of level every day. Whatever has been dominating me before now shall go under and be dominated by me this month and for the rest of my life. This month shall be my most profound month yet. I receive grace to live above discouragement in my Christian journey in Jesus name. I will not faint all through the year in my still worship in the house of God in Jesus name. This month we open several new chapters in my life as I step into new territories and possess all my divine possessions. I will not be found in the grave at the end of this year. In the name of Jesus, every appointment with failure at the head of success, setback, or death is cancelled over my life and family this month and beyond in Jesus' name. This month, I will not labor in vain. All my labors shall be gloriously rewarded. This shall be my most spiritual season. I will take giant strides. Whatever I stand for in prayer, shall be delivered in testimonies in the name of Jesus. Any disease, affliction, or bondage in my life is destroyed in the name of Jesus. I declare this is my month of taking new territories and the season of sweated triumphs in the name of Jesus. I believe it. I receive it. I receive my confession by faith. In Jesus' name. Amen. You believe that? Rejoice in the presence of the Lord. Give God the praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Alright, so we're going to pray the prayer also. We have prayer focus. So it's not only the confession, we have a prayer focus. Uh, you can, we pray that. Our focus is, I'm going higher. Ignite my fire, oh Lord. This week, today, Lord, I am going higher. Ignite my fire, O oh Lord. 
Let your fire in me be ignited. Lord, take me higher. Pray that prayer now. Father, take me higher. Ignite your fire in me. In the name of Jesus, take me higher, O Lord. Ignite your fire in my spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, we declare this morning that there is no one like you. Take all the glory, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, this morning we're just going to do quickly. We are going to take time to worship the Lord. Uh, it's Thanksgiving Sunday. We're going to uh, dance and worship. But I just want to share something with us quickly before we do that. Uh, this is a month of taking territories. We believe God. Uh, that is the word God gave to us. And we believe that by the grace of God we are taking territory. Joshua chapter 1 verse 3 to 5. He said, anywhere the sole of your feet steps. God said, I have given unto you as a possession. And the Lord re- repeated the same thing in Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 24 to 25. And so I believe that it is a season for us to take new territories in the mighty name of Jesus. And the new territory can be anything. You know, when we hear territory, the first thing we picture is uh, maybe, uh, you know, moving to a new city or a new neighborhood. It, it might not even be that. The new territory might be a door that will open your place of work. You know, it could be an opportunity that you don't even know that is there. And God just opens your eyes to see it, and then you step into it, and then you possess it. Amen? Hallelujah. So this morning, the, the topic of my message is go forward. And this is a command. When you say somebody, go forward, you are telling them you have no choice. You have to go. Go forward. Uh, you know, from the part of the world I came from, especially when it's somebody in uniform, you tell you, go forward. You, you, you will not even walk. You will run. Hallelujah. And so here God was commanding. Let's go to Exodus 14. I'll read that and then we will tie it up uh, with Thanksgiving. We're going to take time to thank the Lord this morning. I know we've danced, uh, but we're still going to thank Him. Uh, God deserves our thanks. God deserves our praise. God deserves our adoration. Uh, so, Exodus 14. And I'll read from verse 1 so we can get into the story. Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying from verse 1, Speak to the children of Israel that they turn and come before Piharirot, between Migdol and the sea opposite Bazepon. You shall come before it by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, They are bewildered by the land. The wilderness has closed them in. Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart, so that we pursue them, and we gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army, that the Egyptian may know that I am the Lord, and they did so. Now it was told the king of Egypt that the people had fled, and the heart of Pharaoh and his servants were turned against the people, and they said, Why have we done this? That we have let Israel go from serving us. So he made ready this chariot and took his people with him. Also he took 600 choice chariots and all the chariots of Egypt with captains over every one of them. Verse 8. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with boldness. So the Egyptians pursued them. All them, all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh, his horsemen and his army, and overtook them, uh, camping by the sea, beside uh, P. Harriot before Baal Zepon. 
And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord, verse 11, Then they said to Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us? To bring us up out of Egypt. It is not the word that we told you in Egypt, saying, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. Oh, Lord. People. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. 13. And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which we accomplish for you today. For the Egyptian whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. I didn't hear you hear an amen to that. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Amen? Verse 15. And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. You are going forward. Tell your neighbor you are going forward. Forward ever and backward never. In the mighty name of Jesus. So we see where the title of the message came from. He said, go forward. God said, go forward. The same thing in Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 6. God said, you have circled this mountain for too long. It is time to go forward. You know, and I was just trying to look at things. Uh, what does it mean to go forward? To go forward means to proceed. To go forward means to progress. To go forward means to advance. So God is saying to us, this is the season that we need to go forward. I don't know the area of our life where we feel stuck. God is saying, it is time to go forward. Hallelujah. Behind every opposition or obstacle is a land flowing with milk and honey. But God doesn't want us to get there. But the devil is a lie. God cannot do more than he has already done. He has finished everything. Your obedience determines your possession. God cannot do more than he has done. He said, go forward. Yeah, you go forward. Then you take over everything that God said. Deuteronomy 1.6, he said, you've compassed this mountain for too long. It is time to go forward. The same word, advance. It is time to advance. Hallelujah. So when we look at it, we see life is in stages and seasons. Like somebody said, he said, for a child of God, it's neither you are in a fight, about to enter into a fight, or just out of a battle. There is never a time in the life of a child of God that something is not going on. But the Bible said concerning the, the, the children of Issachar in 1 Chronicles 12.32, it said they understood the signs of the times and they knew what Israel needed to do. So we need to be, every season we find ourselves, we must know what to do. What is that season saying? Hallelujah. I am in a season in my life, things have, been, things have never been this quiet for me. And I'm learning to navigate. You, you understand what I'm saying? I'm somebody that's so busy, always busy, everywhere, just busy. But I'm getting to a season in my life, I mean, I'm in a season in my life right now where I am busy, but I'm not busy how I used to be busy. I am productively busy because I channel my resources and my energy into, you know, it's like when you, when you do so several things before and then now you focus on one thing. But that's a season. 
Hallelujah. Another season is going to come when everything will change again, where I will probably have my hand and soak several other things. But you need to know the season that you are in right now. The fact that everything is quiet around you doesn't mean God has left you. Or the, the fact that, you know, maybe you are in a battle right now doesn't mean that God is not with you. God is still with you. They left Egypt. They were the same people who pray. God, rescue us. They overstayed. You know they overstayed in Egypt by 30 years. They were supposed to be in Egypt for 400 years, but they were there for 430 years. They stayed there and they were the ones who cried out. If you go to Exodus, you know, chapter 3, the Bible said, The cry of the children of Israel has risen up to me. The same children of God who cried out, God help us. They said, oh, maybe we should have, you should have allowed us to die in Egypt. Just because they faced. What has been your story? Just because things are tough. Have you been complaining, whining, and grumbling towards God? Instead of being thankful. God wants us to, you know, look inwardly and understand the season we are in. Are you with me? There are times you pray and it seems as if the prayer is just bouncing off the ceiling as if it's not going anywhere. There are times that you even worship God, roll on the floor, do everything, and heaven is silent. And that doesn't mean God is not there. But in that, in that situation, you will hear a small, still voice. And God will say to you, daughter, son, all is well. Hallelujah. Many of us have set you in a place that God wants us to make as a stopover. God wants you to stop over somewhere and you have settled there because you don't want to fight. You don't want the battles. You know what? My wife gave the testimony. You see, when she was invited to minister somewhere and we prayed about it, we thank God for the open door because we've been confessing that God opened the door for her to be able to do the work of ministry because she has so much in her than probably where things are right now. And, and that door opened, another door opened, but that particular one, as we were praying after that day, the next day, after she left to go to minister that Sunday morning, I just saw an open vision. I saw as she was driving, she lost control of the car, and the car flipped. And there was silence. And I could see myself walking toward, running towards the car. My leg was not touching the ground. And I was going. And I looked under the car. And she was gone. And I stood where I was. I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, you are a God, the one, the author of life. And no one is allowed to cast off the iron. You said every one of us will fulfill the number of our days. I said, Lord, Lord, this is premature death and this is not going to happen because according to your word, you will not violate your word. And I said, devil, whatever you have planned, I set it aside in Jesus' name and I just continue what I was doing. And so the next day, you know, that said the evening, she had finished ministry, she come back home and she was going to work and then she fell. And when she fell, as a matter of fact, she was going to work with a normal thing for me. I walk her to the door. I make sure until she drives off, then I go back inside. And I saw myself standing by the door that day. Normally, I would, I would walk her down. I didn't walk. I just stood by the door. And she fell. And everything was like a, a movie. And I saw that. And, you know, of course, I could pull her up and everything. And I said to her, 
you know what, you don't have to go to work today. They don't mention no, no. And it was the next day, and I began to tell her what I saw. Because the Lord said, see, what the enemy wanted was for her to pass. But I just wanted to show you that I've taken care of things. I said, no, if you didn't fall, you won't even know what I've done. So, so there are times, but you see, we cannot say because of that. And that is why you need to pray for us. Do you know every time we pray for you, the things that we set aside on your behalf come back to us. You don't know how much important spiritual network, spiritual covering is. But we cannot say because of that. Look at what she said. She said, she told that lady that, you know what? We are going on war until we see what God says. Your family should look like. Please pray for us. Pray for us. I want us to know that there is still more land to be possessed. Joshua chapter 13 verse 1. After Joshua was now old, if you read that, Joshua chapter 13 verse 1. The Bible says when Joshua was now old and stricken in years, God said to him, Joshua, there is still more land to possess. Don't settle where you are. Don't settle where you are. It doesn't matter how great things are right now, it could be greater. It doesn't matter how brilliant, wonderful things are. Maybe where you are now, you thought, oh, in a million years, I can never get here. And then you're there. God is saying to you this morning, you can go higher than where you are. Because if you said to you, we never know what is on the other side. Hallelujah. But you don't want to be like Joshua, that it was when he was old and he was stricken. When the Bible used the word stricken, it means he was so weak, he couldn't do much. God said to him, Joshua, you are now old. But there's still more land to be possessed. At that point, Joshua has settled. This is how far God has helped us. Oh, we thank God. God is so good, wonderful. God said, uh uh-uh. uh, I am good, I'm wonderful, but not yet. Joshua, you haven't done the whole. There is still. God said the land that the man has shared was nothing compared to what was still left. The work that is still left to be done, you have not even done it. That's what God was saying. God is saying, if I want to mark you now, maybe I'll give you three over ten. That's not a pass mark. At whatever standard, that's not a pass mark. God said, Joshua, mm-mm. you have not passed. The question to you this morning, before we go on to worship, what will be your own legacy? The Bible says concerning uh, David in Acts chapter 13, verse 36, and, and that is where I'm going to uh, just tie things up. David served his generation according to the will of God. God is not asking you to go forward to take new territory for your own gain alone. As a matter of fact, God did not keep you alive to see today for your own benefit alone. God kept you alive because he wants you to do more than you've ever done for him. Every day we have extra. Do you know every day is an extra? Those who died yesterday, were they bad? Were all of them, were they bad? No. And sometimes you think, oh, you have to be 80, 100 to before you die. There are people who are dying at 25. 17, 18. And I'm sure they didn't go to take a fragment hammer and break God's precious stones. And God said, eh, you're breaking my stone. Now I'm taking you home. It was just a time. For whatever reason. Hallelujah. So every day is another opportunity. Hallelujah. The Bible says those who know their God, Daniel chapter 11 verse 32b, those who know their God shall be strong 
and they shall do exploit. What exploit do you want to do in this season? Let's not think only of ourselves. Because see, one thing I've come to realize is, I think the more, the older you get, your priorities begin to change. I'm telling you. One thing I've come to realize now is this. God is faithful. By the end of the day, the most important thing in your life is your spiritual life. Because the spiritual controls the natural. The most important aspect of our life is our spiritual life. Do you know what? Your status, your money, your position, your investments, it's not, it's not going to... At the end of the day, it's everything. We met everything here or we, we, you know, we came here empty, we're going to go out empty. Have you ever seen anybody that died and they buried them with all their money? And all their cars and all their houses? No. And we know that our life is beyond here. Are you with me this morning? We need to look... We need to evaluate. We need to evaluate our lives. We need to. And that's one of the reasons why I am not happy because I'm reflecting. I want to do more for God. Are you with me this morning? I want to do more for God. And so I cannot set to in just where I am. In the little that I'm doing, I want to do more. There are many more to do. There's so much more to do. Like we learned on Thursday, if the only time you evangelize is when the church called evangelism, you need to go and check your body again. If the only time you pray is only when we come to church on Sunday like this to pray. If the only time you read your word is on Sunday morning, what do we even have nowadays? We're so comfortable that people don't even carry their Bible to church anymore. And everybody pretends that their Bible is on their phone. Some people, they don't even have it on their phone. Even if it's on their phone, some people have not accessed that app for months. The elders have a saying, it is what the bird hits that the bird will use to fly. When the situation of life comes, what was in the, in the heart of the Israelites was what they said. What about faith saying the man of God has already declared. He said, the Egyptians you see today, you will see them no more. That's enough. Oh, we want to die. Oh, you want to kill us. Oh, is there no more grave in Egypt? The Lord will help us. In the mighty name of Jesus. So, what do we need to do to go for? Number one, we need a renewed strength. We need to be bold and courageous. We need a renewed strength. Some of us, we have been... You know, it's like, uh, you know, it's like when, you're, uh, when you're driving a car and the gas is finished, you know, the car will not stop automatically when the gas finishes. Because the gas will go into reserve. It will begin to drop from the reserve tank. Some of us were drawing from reserve. But I am, I am afraid that when the gas in the reserve will finish, the light of the gas, the fuel gauge, the light will still be on. So you won't even know, because you cannot determine what you have left in the reserve. And when a big challenge comes, sometimes you just find out that the reserve might not be able to handle it. You are driving on the road and you are praying, Lord, <laughs> this guy just finished. So I will get to the next gas station. And then you find out that the snowstorm starts or the snow starts and then you have to go slowly. That means you use more gas. Then you are not able to make it to the gas station. May that not be your portion in Jesus' name. And that is why you need a renewed strength. Number two, you need a transformed mind. 
You cannot use the mind of Egypt in the promised land. There should be a transition. Are you with me this morning? They were leaving Egypt. They had left Egypt. We need to leave Egypt. You need to leave Egypt. The way you used to do things before you became a Christian, you need to leave that and learn. Romans 12 verse 2. A transformed mind. Number three, we need a new attitude. A new attitude. Is your attitude renewed? Is it new? They left Egypt, but they were still of Egypt. Do you know these same people who lived 30 years more in the wilderness, 40 years, they all died there. They didn't even make it. That generation, they didn't make it, except for their children. Because their attitude was rotten. A slave mentality cannot get you to the throne. Number four, you need to learn new skills. Your skills must be updated and honed for your next level. What you have been using before, you cannot use at the next level. Are you with me? You can't. You can't. Because at the next level, the giants are there. And they swallow people up. They hit people alive. Number five, new vision. Philippians 3, verse 13 to 14, Paul said, I forget the things that are behind. I look forward to the things ahead. New vision. Number six, you must be devoted to God. Your prayer life, your what you cannot do less than that. Devotion, prayer, the word, the guidance of the Holy Spirit is vital to your progress. And number seven, thanksgiving. And I'll read that and then we'll go on to, to, to thank the Lord. Let's see what happened. Exodus chapter 14, verse 30. So now the Egyptians, they drowned in the sea, everything had happened to them, parted and all that. So the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Thus Israel saw the great work which the Lord had done in Egypt, so the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. Now let's go quickly. Let's see what happened. Exodus 15 verse 1. Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord and spoke, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, the horse and his rider, he has thrown into the sea, all that, all that. The Lord is my strength and song. Go to verse 20. Then Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took the timbrel in her hand, and all the women went out after her with timbrel and with dances. And Miriam answered them, Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider, he has thrown into the sea. Hallelujah. Let's rise. Mr. Daniel, let's, let's go. We're going to thank the Lord this morning.